You're listening to Salon Frequency, a podcast for salon professionals that are revolutionizing the texture of salon culture. We are back for another episode. Hey, Frida. What's up, Jocelyn? How you feeling? I feel good. I feel good. It was a rainy weekend here in D.C. Mm. So the, the family and I spent all of Saturday inside. Yeah. And then yesterday, Sunday, was a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's like 65 degrees. And so I was at a kid's birthday party, which is my favorite thing to do. Insert sarcasm. And <laughs> swim lessons with my youngest. Uh, no, but being outside. Yeah. Being outside is my favorite thing to do. So yeah. we were outside most of yesterday, which was lovely. It was feeling like we should throw some food on the grill and sit outside and eat. It was giving those kind of vibes. Mm, How was your weekend? Yes. My weekend, I spent time in the office okay. making products. Um, just launched a uh, new shampoo. So Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, launched our clarifying shampoo. Okay. And girl, it's be careful what you pray for. Okay. Is the message that I received because I was like, you know what? I would be happy. I'll be so happy if we could get... 50 orders of shampoo okay. in like two weeks. Like, that'll be great. It'll give me some time to get it all together. Yes. Girl, we have 65 bottles the first day. I was like, oh. Yes, I you. love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But also, now we got to got to do the work. Yes. Got to put it in place. So yeah. I was like, I spent the weekend um, just really pouring into my business. Mm-hmm. Getting my employees together with yeah. like how the inventory has to be structured. All of those type right. of things. So Very like, necessary. Business thing. Yes. <laughs> Businessing all weekend. This weekend, yes. I don't know that there's a time when I am not businessing. Mm. Like even eat there, I don't. I don't think there is a day where I don't do something. Yeah. For work, some people might think that's a bad thing, and it's not always a big thing. Yeah. It might just be a response on social media. It might just be like last night, my accountant wanted me to approve or like to 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 confirm three or four expenses. Yeah. It took me five minutes, but I don't think a day goes by that I don't do something in yes. my business. I mean, I love what I do. So when people are like, oh, when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. It is work. That's BS. It's it very much work. work. Yeah. But my son is playing Fortnite and I'm sitting in the background on my laptop and I approve four expenses. Doesn't feel like a ton of work. Yeah. It feels like it took me five minutes. Now I'm going to close my laptop and finish reading. I mean, for me, I feel like, um, I appreciate the, the mindset shift that what I do is impact. Mm-hmm. And so to your point, there's not a day that goes by that I don't have an impact yes. on the world or right. the community. Um, especially if we consider social media, mm-hmm. because I'm striving to show up there consistently because one of those things if you build it they not gonna come unless right. you tell them about it okay so right i love that gotta be up there gotta be up there telling people about it so if we're counting social media yes i'm businessing every single day yeah but other than that i do try to take i do my best my very best to take saturdays off like saturday i'm yeah. like okay let me just be a full present housewife Fully, yes like a sister parent. friend parent it, yes. yeah but the other six days looks like I want to do the work that I enjoy. That's my feeling. Right. Like I don't, somebody else might, like a friend was talking to me the other day about some things that I'm doing. And, and, and this is what I want to talk about today. Um, she's talking about something I'm working on and she's like, how do you feel? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just got the phone with a contractor and I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm, I'm worried. I'm happy. I'm, I was like, I'm all the feelings. And she was like, I think she wanted to encourage me to not be those things. And mm. I was like, no, I'm okay yeah, with those yeah. things. Yeah. Those are feelings. Yeah. And I'm not citing them as a negative. I'm, you asked a question, I'm answering it. 
I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm excited. I'm looking forward. I'm hopeful. Like every emotion I am, but she's not an entrepreneur. Mm. And so I think when she heard those things, she's just like, well, you don't have to be scared. You got this. I know I got this. Yeah. But I'm also a little nervous. Yeah. It's courage, right? It's, right, yeah. right. I'm doing something new. And so what I want to talk to you about today is when we think about like impacting the world every day, you're, you have this new product is scaling, mm-hmm. scaling your business. Ooh. Do you think it is necessary to scale your business? Like if you get to a point and and it's it's making dollars and it's making sense and you have the lifestyle and there's balance or whatever balance looks like for you and your family yeah. and you have all the things whatever those things are yeah. do you think that scaling your business is necessary first of all that's a great question and i feel like it's a great question particularly for our industry um Short answer is it depends Mm -hmm. because I believe this from my experience. um, It depends on what your intention is. Yeah. So I have always said that I do not see myself standing behind the chair. Okay. Forever for a long time. This is like, I love doing hair. I have a passion for hair, but I know that there's more in the industry that I can use yes. my genius yes so while i'm gonna do hair because i can and it's within reach i'm aspiring for something more okay so it was i feel like it's never my intention to build a salon team mm-hmm. when i have tried to build a salon team yeah try to scale that yeah did not work okay and it did not feel good yeah because my dare I say my heart wasn't okay. in it, right? Okay. Like my, because I feel like to to scale salon team, mm-hmm. there's a lot to manage. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you can speak to this and adjust yes. to it. Yes. And it's just like, that's, that's, that's not, it's not what I wanted. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's not, not your ministry. I, that's, not, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. And I, I knew that's what it, I knew a part of what it was going to take mm-hmm. and it was not what I wanted. However, um, my hair care line, mm-hmm. Crown Elements, still in beauty, we retail to hairstylists, mm-hmm. we retail to salons. So um, scaling that business where like I'm all in yes. on the product, you okay? Are. I know that the solution that I've created for locks and mm-hmm. hair care will help not only the clients, yes. will help the stylists. Yeah. So scaling that, absolutely necessary. Because yeah. I, I remember them days, I was up till 3 a.m., Packaging all the orders, yeah. filling all the bottles, putting all the labels on. Just me. There's a lot. I'm only one person. Yeah. There's only 24 hours in a day. Right. I have a world to reach. Yeah. So if I want to go far, if I aspire to have this business go as far as I know it can, mm-hmm. I need a team. You do. I got to scale it. Right. But there's a point, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's my own limiting belief. Okay. Um. We think about like Carol's daughter yes. and Shea Moisture and other black owned hair businesses mm-hmm. that have been for the culture, that have had their heart into it, mm-hmm. grassroots started from the bottom, then they scale to get in major retailers to dilute their product. Mm-hmm. So is the intent to have quality products or to reach a lot of people? So it's like you can there's different levels of scaling. I agree. I, say. 
I agree. So did I answer the question? I think you did. <laughs> I think I think you're you saying that it depends is is a solid answer because it does depend. Yeah. Because for some people, and I, and I'm going to use the word just not to minimize it, but just to employ the singular to imply the singular. Just being behind the chair is sufficient. Yeah. You yes. can you create the schedule you want, the prices or the prices you want them to be, with or without a team. It makes sense for your lifestyle. You do not want the responsibility. I'm not going to call it a headache. You don't want the responsibility of managing other people. You don't want the responsibility of researching and creating a product line. You want to do hair. You want to make people look and feel good and you want to go home. Yeah. And that may be enough. Yeah. I say it slow like that because <laughs> I am not, that is not enough for me. Yeah. That was not, and it, it, it is not enough for me. So I think that I, I'm going to piggyback with you said it or mirror your answer that I think it does depend on what you want. Yeah. But for me, scaling looked like having a salon team. Yeah. It looks like wanting to podcast. It yeah. looks like wanting to be in connection with other stylists in the industry, in the industry. That is what scaling means for me. Yeah. Um, offering retail to be able to offer my expertise to other junior stylists. Yeah. All of those things are things that I would like to do. So that is what scaling looks like to me. I think that we are in such a an era of grind culture mm. that sometimes when people hear scale, they think it's like this constant grind and you never sleep. And, and the only thing you think about is work. But I was listening to a podcast this weekend and she said, when somebody hears you you don't sleep, right? They were yeah. talking about a particular podcast. Yeah. And she's like, if that is not that person's thing, yeah. then to them, they might get offended. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, you're not getting your six to eight hours. But when you are hustling and when you are grinding and you are scaling, you might not, you might not get your six to eight hours no. yeah. every single night. Yeah. And when the prior when you are in that season of hustling and scaling, you're okay with that. So I know that we're in a season of grind culture or, or, or an era that's a, that's a really popular word. But I think for me, I had to scale. Yeah. Like my, my spirit was like this, just being behind the chair every day, X number, number of days a week and just doing hair was not enough. There's so much in what you just said. First, I want to highlight that you said being in a season of grind. Right. Season, which means it comes and it goes. There you go. Mean, you always got to stay in the no. grind. Okay. But we are in a grind culture or era, which mm -hmm. means like overall, it seems like that's what happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are encouraging you to have seasons of that. Yes. Because you also, you got to rest to get the momentum to scale and to grow. You do. Also, um, I love what you said about you just being behind the chair mm -hmm. was not enough for you right. for what your intention was right. you knew you needed a team mm -hmm. what it made me think of was scaling was it laterally and scaling mm -hmm. vertically mm -hmm. because kind of I feel like what you said was like okay you wanted a salon team so it's a vertical scale mm -hmm. because you're moving up to yeah. have people I don't yes. say below you but right. have people that right. are supporting you yes that's a better way to put yes. it um, but you also say that you want to do podcasting and network, right. which is more of a lateral thing because mm -hmm. it's still what you do right. behind the chair. It's just that you're now able to reach more than one person. Exactly. So I think there's different levels mm -hmm. to scaling. Yeah. 
that I feel like a lot of people don't acknowledge. I think sometimes people are afraid to diversify. Mm. Because yeah. it's like their scale. Like, I think when you think of just scale, you instantly think up. Yeah. You think vertical. Yeah. But scaling could also be horizontal, yeah. right? That it could just be diversifying. And so having a salon and still being behind the chair some days, but then also saying, I want to, I want to bring in retail. Yeah. Right? Like we talked about the other day, bringing in retail. I'm still behind the chair. Yeah. I'm still servicing clients. I'm nothing has really shifted. Yeah. Right. I'm still maybe the number of days behind the chair has, is is the same. The number of clients I see are the same. But now I'm bringing in retail, and so my income has gone up. Yeah. Right. The revenue for the salon has gone up, but I'm not necessarily taking on a new job. Yeah. A new role. I'm not trying to open a beauty supply store. I'm simply <laughs> providing my clients with what they already need. And I think sometimes stylists are intimidated by scaling, almost like they're waiting to get permission yeah. from someone to say, yeah, it's great that you do hair behind the chair, but you know, you could also, you could also offer some retail products. You, you could also do that, but it's just, I do believe people are scared. Stylists yeah. are scared. Um, when you think about retail, I think a lot of people hear that in our space and think I got to make the products. Right. Yeah. And so they think, okay, I'm behind the chair five or six days I'm going to have another day to make the stuff and right. run out. Then I got to, you don't have to do that. No. Like, do you know, there are, you could buy products wholesale. You right. could literally take most product companies. If you like their product, reach out to them. They'll do something called white labeling where they'll give you their formula. It's their product. Mm -hmm. You just put your label on yeah. it. Yeah. And so it looks like you have your own product right. line. It is branded for your right. company. But somebody else is doing all the work to make the product. Like, there's so many ways mm -hmm. for us to scale. And I think scaling is, would you say scaling is a reflection of your revenue? I think, I think your revenue can, I think scaling reflects in your revenue. Okay. I think it's a reflection of your ambition mm. and your okay. drive, which is to say that doesn't mean you don't have either, that you don't have ambition or you don't have drive. But I think that when you desire to scale, you're telling the world, I want a little bit more. Yeah. A little bit more money, maybe, a little bit more time, yeah. a little bit more resources. It's you're saying to the world, thank you, but I want more. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with wanting more. There's nothing wrong with it. And I think, like you said, people get scared in the wanting of the more, or they think that the more always requires. Now I got to get with a chemist and come up with formulation, right? Or now I got to hire 30 team members. <laughs> Listen, I we off camera, we were just talking about podcasting. And I'm like, does that mean I need to now buy a $40,000 camera and invest in a $30,000 program, right? Or do I just get in there and get dirty and and, and see hop what happens? Closet and see what right, happens. hop in the closet. Like yeah. scaling can be huge. And therefore intimidating. Yeah. Or it can just be, oh my gosh, I don't want to work with a chemist. I don't have the capacity for that. But my homegirl just started this amazing product line. And I think I want to, you know, talk to her about carrying that in the salon, right? Or the the one of my clients, her daughter, as a stylist I know in, in New York, she sells bonnets. I saw a picture of the bonnets in her one of her reels. I DM'd her and I was like, those bonnets are so cute. She said, one of my client's daughters makes these bonnets and she, she, we get them from her wholesale, no shade to her daughter, but I mean, she's like 12, right? Yeah, so got she's, wholesale she got vendors. wholesale orders, right? Oh. Like I'm sure they're not costing the salon an arm and a leg, 
They're selling them back to the clients. It's something necessary. Like, just like that, she scaled her business. Yep. Just from talking to her client, getting these bonnets in there, putting them on the shelves. And now I don't see them on social media. And I'm like, send me homegirls information. Right. I, I want to talk too. to her about these bonnets. And it's a young black woman. Why yeah. wouldn't I want to support that? My point is that sometimes scaling can be intimidating because we make it bigger than it needs to be. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes it can really just be as simple as I saw these cute bonnets at that that the what are they called? Not the open air market, but like at the farmer's market. Yeah. Or these soaps. And I was talking to the lady who makes them and she said she would love to sell me some for, you know, this particular price and I can mark them up for this particular price. Boom, done. You scaled. You now do retail. Now, listen, right. it is that simple. It is going from just the one to one to one to many. Mm-hmm. Like it de- but it de- at the same time it depends on your intention yeah what are you trying to do because with scaling comes a whole host of other responsibilities yes shall we say yeah and I think um I was just talking to somebody about this the other day <laughs> with me um I'm giving this example creating a shampoo mm-hmm. I have been putting this off for years at this <clears throat> point because mm-hmm. Now that it's here, now that it's come to fruition, it is stretching me yes. in ways that I know a year or two ago, mm-hmm. I would not have been able to handle. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't. I just mentally, I wasn't ready. Financially, to receive that abundance mm-hmm. wasn't ready. But these are good problems to have, yeah, right? And sure. I feel like with scaling, it is understanding that you don't have to master this level you don't have to master just being behind the chair Mm -hmm. and service and doing all these things you don't have to master that it is okay to add on something that you're also passionate about or something that could help you and just do it Mm -hmm. to see what comes with it okay start small yeah you know if if that is what you feel like you need but just start you know I that was for me because <laughs> I because I think and I know I thought and I think when we think it's someone else has thought that you have to master so if I'm behind the chair yeah. I need to be bringing in the mo I need to be maximizing right top dollar I need to be doing all if, if my niche is loose natural hair then I need to be the best at washing goes and curly cuts and kinky cuts and and all the products that maintain length and moisture I need to have mastered all of that before I can start a podcast before I can create or retail products. That is not true. It's not true at all. Not true at all. I don't think you have to, and I don't believe that you necessarily, when, I think, what is the expression? Uh, master of... Master of none, jack of all. Jack, jack, right, we yeah. probably done messed it all up. Jack of all, <laughs> right, right. Master of jack of all trades, master of none. Yes. That's what it is. I'm not looking to be a jack of all trades. Yeah. But I'm also not looking to master. I don't think I have to master everything before there's nothing wrong with mastering something but i don't think i have to master it i don't have to master a before i can try b Mm. yes it's okay now i'm not saying you should be trash at a yeah but i also don't think that you need to be the experts coach the expert the coach's coach for a before you can get to b i think there's room to learn in each but i agree with what you said and i love that you said that that you had to be in a space to receive you had to be ready to create the shampoo. Yeah. That a year ago, two years ago, it might it was just too much. It was much. Like if there were other things. Life was like, it was just like, no. But now you're in a space to do it. And so you're able to put something into that while also still building other things 
and learning how to balance and realizing that, okay, I'm going to focus on this on this day, that on that day. I can, I can be, and then also I think surrounding yourself with events and spaces and people that kind of pour into the totality of it. So yes, your focus is on the product line and also podcasting, right? And building community. And so then let me talk to other people who also are doing similar things and I can get something from them that kind of covers all those bases. Yes. The thing, like, I feel like the, the sum of that, if I could put what you said into a bow, because I fully believe that it is mastering and understanding self. Right. Me. Like I needed to work on me. Yeah. To be able to give more, do more, and offer more. Mm-hmm. I knew that I was not my best self mm-hmm. at that time. I knew there was a there's a lot of inner work that needed to happen um, before I started doing more. Because, like you said, you don't want to be trash. You don't want to be trash. And like, I mean, I don't want to be trash. I'm a recovering perfectionist. Yeah. So it's just like I didn't aspire to do the best um the best at all the things but I aspire to be the best me mm-hmm. so that whatever I do offer is the best that I have to give yeah you know what that I mean makes sense. so with scaling I do believe it is important for you to know yourself yeah. know your capacity know your boundaries um and know when and where to ask for help Help is key. I I don't. Do you think it's possible to scale without help? Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Not at all. I don't like. I think folks be out here wanting to scale when they finally decide to scale, and then they get intimidated or overwhelmed because they don't realize the whole point of scaling is that you are going to have some kind of support, and it may look like a W two employee, it may look like a ten ninety nine, it may look like your cousin coming over on the weekends and putting labels on the products. But it cannot be you. It can't just be you. It can't just be you. You know, one, oh my gosh, I want to say this was in 2020. Um, Ray Torgano of the yes. tribe. Yes, yes. He was, he lived rent free in my head mm-hmm. for a long time. He's out, I, I was on one of his lives and I tell I was in, I remember because I was in the shower, had my phone listening to the live. He was like, a lot of y'all out here thinking you entrepreneurs thinking you out here doing all the things because you got a chair, because you got a suite, because Mm -hmm. you got a salon, and it's just you. You are not an entrepreneur. Entra means many. Ooh, not breaking down the Latin. Just you, (laughs) you a solopreneur. You just, you and your salon suite, you and your salon space, just you by yourself doing all the things. That is not entrepreneurship. And I was like, oh, you talking to me. Ooh, ooh, he talking mm. to me because it's mm. like people claim to be entrepreneurs or right. say you're in entrepreneurship. That means that you are getting in this space to create a business, to employ others. Yeah. So that you can be the boss. You yeah. can be the owner. If you have to work in your business for the business to make money, mm-hmm. you don't have a business. You got a job. Yes. So scaling is not something you can do by yourself no building a business is not something you can do by yourself and you shouldn't want to at all but i will say scaling um entrepreneurship will expose your network it mm-hmm. will expose yes. the community that you have yes. like you're not getting to the next level without without others i don't 
if I look back on my career, say, I'm going to go back more than 10 years because I've had employees now for at least somewhere between like eight and 10 years yeah. total. And, and the number has gone up and down over the years, but, and I've learned a ton. But when I realized that, I remember the moment when I realized, like if we're, if we're talking about being behind the chair, right? We're not, we're not going to add retail. We're not, we're just trying to be behind the chair. Yeah. That I got to the point where, and this seems obvious, but it's not obvious to every stylist. I can't do everyone's hair, <laughs> right? That's, that should not be an epiphany moment, but it was for me. When I realized I can't do everybody's hair. I started to grow my family, becoming a mom that was important to me. I used to work every Saturday. You wanted your hair done, I was going to be there. Yeah. I didn't really care when you wanted it done or what time, I was going to be there. And I began to realize, particularly once I became a mom the first time, I can't do everyone's hair. I cannot be available all the time. And I don't want to be. Mm. I do not want to be. I want to be of service. I want to impact the beauty industry. But I cannot and I do not want to do everybody's hair. And so I realized I need help. Yep. I need help. And getting help was the, if I did nothing else ever in my career, getting help was the key to scaling. Yeah. I had to, I had to have somebody come in there just for shampooing. Mm. Um, I had to finally get a real accountant. I had to have somebody take over my taxes because they were getting to a point where it wasn't, the math was not mathing and it yeah. wasn't making sense. And it wasn't supposed to make sense because it was above my pay grade. Yeah. It wasn't even in my wheelhouse. And I have a background in numbers and it still was like, sis, this is not what you have a background in. Right. This is completely different. <laughs> Stop fronting. This, this, you don't know how to do this. I had to get help in order to, first of all, just to keep my head above water, yeah. but in order to continue to grow. I had to bring on an accountant. I had to bring on a salon assistant. I had to bring on other stylists because the demand for what we were offering was increasing and I could not keep up with it. And I knew that I made the right decision when I started to bring on other stylists and they jumped right in. Yeah. Right. And their book of business was starting to grow quick, quick, which means those people were just waiting to get, they were waiting to have a piece of what we were offering at the salon. Same thing with the accounting. There was clarity now. I can see what the numbers are doing. It makes sense. Before that, it was just literal plastic bins of papers everywhere. Low-key, it still is a little bit. Um, But it was just like, just envelopes, just random envelopes. Like, what year is my taxes for the... I had to get help. Yeah. I didn't have a choice. Yeah. And And I'm so grateful for... I would not be where I am if it were not for the support that is around me, whether it be... 1099 uh, folks in my life or W2 folks, my team is crucial to my success. Yes. Absolutely. And my growth. Yes. And also, even if they are not, say, working for me, so to speak, being in community with other stylists like yourself, even even the folks who live in my head. Yes. Rent-free. Rent-free. From social media. From social media and podcasts. Yes. Like that I, I had to like double down on that. What about you? I mean, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Like there is my I'll say the the opposite. My lack of success mm-hmm. in previous years was because I didn't want to ask for help. Mm. You didn't want to. Like I you didn't want to. Yeah. Like I my stub, well, I don't say stubborn, my Capricorn, I can do all things. Like, I, I know it, so I'm going to just do all. 
sit here looking pretty on the outside, struck drowning on the inside, okay? Yeah. Was because of not seeking help, yeah. not seeking people that knew more than me. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it was a mindset shift. Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, I, I, I need to get all this knowledge. I, I, I need to get all this um, leadership. Mm-hmm. When reality is you, you really want to be surrounded by people that are better than you. You want yeah. you want people on your team that yeah. can retwist better, that can shampoo yeah. hair better, so that they're teaching you something. Y'all yeah. have a mutual exchange. Right. You're creating the environment for them to grow. They're teaching you the, the skills that you want to master or yeah. think you need it. So it is just um for me humbling myself yes. enough to ask for help. That's hard. To but seek necessary. help. Yeah. To see the value in help. Mm-hmm was the key for me was the game changer yeah so i wholeheartedly agree and i can acknowledge that because i wasn't doing that it is why things weren't things weren't moving as fast as they could yes Gotta you want to go if you want to go what is it if you want to go fast go by yourself if you want to go far go with community go with community get a okay? team get, yeah get a team yeah build your team and uh, it's that's probably another conversation. Just building a team, what that looks like, questions uh, to ask, places to find them, all the things. That that's another that conversation. Is, yeah, that's, that's a whole that's, another conversation. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't say it was easy. No, didn't def- say it was easy. Def- it's def- necessary, def- but it def- it's not easy. But it is necessary, and they are out there. I've not read the book yet, but I just caught wind of a book. The title alone has me intrigued, and it, I think it was called "Who, Not How," mm. and. The woman who was talking about the book basically said, like, you out here trying to figure out how to be a, a chemist, how to be like, instead, why not just reach out to somebody, you know, who's already doing what you're doing and just humble yourself and ask them, hey, um, how are you doing X? Yes. Like, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. How are you? Like, just ask it. So it's the who it's who you're talking to. It's who you're surrounding yourself with instead of you, because you're not going to know every single thing. Nobody's expecting you suddenly yeah. to get a PhD in chemistry, but we'll be out here telling ourselves like, no, nah, since I'm about to just go back to school for like cosmetic chemistry. I thought about it. Same, same. <laughs> no, I did. I really was like, I need to invest. I need to hire a chemist. And <laughs> there have been some things that I have invested money in because I thought it was necessary and then I picked up a book or something and I was like, oh, I could have just studied those herbs on my own. I didn't, I didn't need to, we're going to let y'all go after this. Right. You know, I once paid this woman in France to, she was an her, her, herbologist. I forget what she called herself. And I'm, this is not shade to her business because I paid her. Yeah. Um, but she like studied all these different herbs and she made like custom bespoke blends and things like that. And I paid her to like come up with a custom like herbal blend. For something that I was working on. And it was not, I didn't think it was a waste of money, yeah. but what I learned after I did all this research and there's all this international exchange going on. And then I had picked up this book. The good library. Uh-huh. <laughs> for free. And I was like, oh, but there were two things I learned from that, right? That I'm not afraid to invest in my business and go deeper yeah. and, and trust somebody else's expertise. But I also learned sometimes the answer is it's like right there in your neighborhood. It's right in front of you. It's right in front of you. Right. right? You got to decide. You got to be discerning. But we challenge you guys to, you got to figure that out, right? Yeah. Like you have to know which way to go. And sometimes you're going to make some mistakes. Yeah. I mean, always you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Like mistakes are part of the journey. Mistakes yeah. are what make 
the journey fun in entrepreneurship, I believe. I, I, yeah. So, I you know, at scale, absolutely. Build a team. Mm-hmm. I would say also just figure out who you are. What do you want? What do you, where do you see yourself in five years? How much money do you see your business making? When mm-hmm. you figure out those numbers, break it back down. Because if you're talking about, oh, I want to be a million dollar stylist. Oh, I want to be out yeah. here making, you know, half a million dollars. How? 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 Right. If you just, you're going to be working 150 hours a week? Like, that's, yeah. Figure that's it, not, that can't be the move. Okay. That cannot be the move. So figure out how you can get to that goal with sleep. There you go. That's the book title. Get into your goals while sleeping. <laughs> You're welcome. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening. Uh, We hope you found value in this episode. We hope that this challenged you to think of how you can scale your business. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Go ahead and write us a review. Check us out on socials at Salon Frequency and it's Frida Brown. All right, peace.